2: presented by AT&T connecting changes everything. Hey guys, I'm Kaylee Shore and this is too much to say. Okay, so it's EP release week for my new EP, I Got Here By Accident. I'm so excited. Um, Y'all have already heard Amy and um, Love Child, but there's three new songs that are coming out on Friday. I'm going to be doing a live stream. Um, you guys can enter to win access to that. I'm also having a show in Nashville and we still have some tickets left. Um, it's going to be really, really cool. Um, special guests, all of that good stuff. So check out my socials and I'll put the links in the description for this as well. But if you want to enter to win, um, we're going to be doing like an exclusive sound check thing and I'll be doing some zoom meet and greets. So very, very excited, lots of virtual and in-person opportunities. And I am pumped. I didn't get to have a release party for Open Book Unabridged. And, you know, I feel like that's okay because I had one for Open Book. But re-releasing the album, I don't want to call it anticlimactic because I feel like that sounds a little bit ungrateful. But it was definitely like an interesting vibe because I think that, you know... Some of the best energy you get after releasing a project is that show where everybody's hearing things for the first time and you're taking tequila shots and you're celebrating and it's amazing. And I just didn't get to have that. So I was like, like cheers my team on Zoom with some champagne at like midnight. And then I was like, I guess I'll go to bed now because it was like dead quarantine, you know. So this is very exciting to get to like see you guys again and play with a band like, oh my God, forgot how great that is. I have so many shows in the next two weeks and I just like cannot wait to be back out there like doing the damn thing, you know? So whenever I start a cycle for a project, I kind of find these, you know, quotes and like the essence of the project and I figure out what I want to say and then I can like be really articulate with it. But I find that out by talking about it. And I saw this quote, so <laughs> this quote in my horoscope one time and it said, "Humans are formed in dialogue." But I also like it's in my horoscope, but I feel like that's actually really true. And I sort of just by talking about the project, it ends up coming together and, you know, I figure out how I can best describe it. But I did my first like really long form interview today uh with this Journalist for people named uh, Nancy Kra and she's just amazing. I've done some of my favorite interviews with her and apparently she listens to my podcast and just a quick sidebar. I don't know what is wrong with me, but I forget that people listen to this Um, people that are older than me that I respect and look up to like that. They listen to my podcast because to me, I'm just like, talking to Twitter but then even when I'm on Twitter it's like I was like, like my um my boyfriend's aunt who's amazing and she's just this like really classy lady and she told me like oh my god I listened to your podcast episode about this and I was like you what I'm sorry ma'am oh no <laughs> like I feel the same way when Leanne Rhymes watches my ridiculous ass Instagram stories because I like forget like, her and Martina McBride um, both, like, watch my stories and like uh, comment on my pictures and stuff, and I'll just post something, like, really fucking stupid, and then, like, Martina will like it, and I'm like, I forgot you were here, and if I'd remembered that this was gonna be on your feed, I might have tried... Oh, my God. It's stressful, so I get very stressed out by by that notion, and um, but you know what? I think... If they've made it this far, I think it's safe to say they like me. Um, if y'all have made it this far, you know, you either really like me or you're absolutely horrified but fascinated. And either way, you're making my um, my streams go up and you're making my uh, weekly downloads go up. So cheers to you. I don't think I would listen to anybody's podcast that I like actively disliked, though. I think it would just make me angry. So if you have the, uh, <laughs> the wherewithal to make it through that. Seems like an odd choice, but I don't know. Haters, man. I forget that they exist sometimes. And so when, like, I see one on the internet, I'm like, oh, wow, you people, oh, you're still out there doing that. You're still out there commenting on people's shit, like...
0: at purdueglobal.edu.
2: So I did this TikTok trend, the one where um, it's the Olivia Rodrigo song, and it's like, maybe I'm not as interesting as the girls you loved before. And it's like you put things that make you like, like weird things you've done and be like me not relating to this line because, and I did one that was like, um, <laughs> me not relating to this line because I got kicked out of Jesus school in seventh grade for telling a pastor to go F himself. Um, I got, uh, I once peed in Leonardo DiCaprio's bathroom, true story. And, um, the last one was, um, uh, oh my God, what was the last one? I totally forgot. Anyway, somebody commented on it and they were like, I hope one day you find something more fulfilling. And I was like commented back because I literally cannot help myself. And, um, I was like, like commenting on strangers, TikToks, And they were like, no, like finding something meaningful. And I was like, okay, homie, I'm not getting into this with you. Also, the last thing was um, I ran a con at a strip club with a dancer to help her get more money from these men who were creeping out me and my friend. Um, Yeah, that was a good night. That was a really good night. Maybe one day I'll have enough wine on the podcast to tell that story, but it's called Feminism, sweetie. Look it up. TikTok's been really fun recently, and I'm having a really good time using that as a way to get stuff for the EP out there. I feel like I can be kind of a hot mess on TikTok and it's like totally acceptable. I am also continually, continuously perplexed by the videos that do well versus the ones that don't like I'll spend like three hours, like coming up with an idea and like doing my makeup and doing the whole thing. And then like I put it up and it gets like 300 views. And then I post one, you know, about peeing at Leonardo DiCaprio's house and it gets like 50,000. I'm like, how, what, what is what, what, why? The TikTok algorithm is the wild west. But, you know what? It's been nice to me with Amy. A lot of you guys have found me through the TikTok algorithm, so it will stay a mystery. But I hope may the TikTok algorithm be ever in your favor. So, as I'm talking more about the CP and like doing these interviews, I am finding more of the narrative and like, I am finding myself in dialogue. But so the interview I did today, we really dove deep. And I think that because she listens to my podcast, this journalist, like she knew so much and she's interviewed me a bunch too. But like, I I was like, that's so crazy that, and I, I, this like the third or fourth time that a journalist has said in an interview, like that they, they've listened to my podcast, to like research for, you know, their writing and stuff. And I'm like, that's so smart. Um, but damn, why do you even need to interview me at this point? Like like, I've told y'all everything. Um, but apparently I haven't. And that's like, literally I am an endless fountain of shit to talk about. And so too much to say there could not be a better podcast title. It's so like, I'm, I'm shocked by myself sometimes. I'm like, how do you still have strong opinions left to discover? It's like, Oh my God. Um, But I have many strong opinions. So when I was doing this interview with Nancy, um, we were talking about the EP and I just felt like I found my groove and I'm really excited to go into release week, like feeling energized. I feel so like hyped up after our, our, uh, zoom interview. And we talked about you know the inspiration behind the EP and like what's the line between life imitating art and art imitating life and can like I turn it off? Do I have to write everything every day? Like am I am I constantly like living the drama? And I'm like no, not really. It's like I write down things as things happen, come back to them, um, maybe wait till I get pissed off about it again. You know, and the, like the Amy situation, um, but one of my favorite things we talked about was, was the EP title being I got here by accident. And I think it was the perfect title. It took us a long time to get there. And the original working title in my head for the EP was called um, Fridays in my twenties. And that was a song that almost made it onto the EP. And it's just about like reclaiming that time, you know, cause I was in a relationship for the first half of my twenties and was like, I gave this guy every Friday in my twenties and I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to cry over him. I'm not going to hit him up or text him. Like I'm not giving him a single more, like a single other Friday in my twenties. And, um, that didn't end up making the project, but it is very much so the energy because open book was really heavy and, and told this narrative and it had to, because it's like a time capsule of this year. Um, that just completely changed me. And I feel like given that it's my debut album, it's still, probably always going to be the best introduction to me that someone could have. But the EP feels like kind of fills in that space, like post open book. I like feel like I'm, I know myself, but there's still a little bit of a shit show going on. And then it like talks, you know, about still kind of digging up old shit with Amy, but it's like processing it from like far away. And then you have, um, heard you got a girl, which is like, you know, way post breakup looking at what he's doing now and being like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> I don't really look anymore though. I will say I kind of just figured out that like, cause I've talked about how I'm like friends with, um, quite a few of his ex-girlfriends now. The most interesting thing about, our ex-boyfriend is who he's dated. And that's so sad. So I don't really give a shit what he's doing. Um, but the song is about looking back at that. (laughs) And then we have, you know, Alibi, which is about like my friendships that I found in my twenties and like the crazy adventures and all that stuff. And it's like still edgy, still rock, still me. And the love child is a really personal song and, and dives deep. And none of this is like shallow content. Um, but it's just not as fucking heavy as open book. So I'm excited to play these songs live. I feel like they're just like begging for it. And um, the accidental part of it is, you know, all of these things. I mean, also, I thought it was funny because on um, Love Child, that's where the line comes from. I got here by accident because I was an oops baby. And then I Heard You Got a girl's also about an accidental pregnancy. So I was like, we have to. How many times do you have two out of five songs on an EP about it, Like unplanned pregnancies, you know? <laughs> so we had to do it but um it's all about these like crazy situations that I found myself in and none of them were intentional like the things I've sought out and and really wanted to happen and gotten like fixated on not like manifesting but like gotten like stubborn about those haven't really been the huge transformational moments in my life the the huge ones have been the random shit that happens along the way whether it's something really bad like Amy that like kind of changed how i trusted people or the fact that amy went viral and um you know that was crazy or you know um on i hate the way this feels it's the first song i ever wrote about sam when i figured out like oh shit i really like him oh no uh what do i do about this and yeah it was the first song i ever wrote about it. but it's about these you know little accidents and, and how they can totally change everything
0: at EDU
2: And also, from a more literal um, sense of the title, it's not country. And I'm not going to call it country because, truthfully, I love country music too much. I love the history of it. I love classic country. And I just, I care about it too much to slap a label on it and, and put it under that umbrella when it doesn't belong there. And I'm not like talking about anybody else. I'm never going to be that person who's like, dance, not country. But for me, like I knew it wasn't, I know when I read a country song, IE like nothing new or escape. And I know when I read a rock, rock song, IE Amy and love child definitely like fits into the country universe. And so like Bobby's been supporting it and that's been awesome. And, um, you know, lots of stuff there, but the rest of the EP is very, very rock. So we are like, let's just be honest about it. Cause Butch and I, when we were producing it, talked about it and I was like I just want to give the songs what they're asking for and that's what that's your job when you're producing a song is to listen to what the song needs and none of these songs needed a banjo. And it would have been disrespectful to the banjo as an instrument to just slap it on there to say it was country. And you can always, you can always fucking tell when a song is doing that. When you're like, you literally put that fiddle there as an afterthought because your label told you it wasn't country enough. You know, just don't, don't even bring the fiddle into it. Just if it's a good song, just fucking put it out. Who cares? I think that genre only exists anymore. So that like Spotify pro like in programmers and industry people and like people who curate editorial playlists, like it only exists as like a Dewey decimal system for them to sort things. Like none of y'all seem to care too much about genre, but you have to kind of pick. And so I wanted to be honest about this one, but it's also like, I didn't do that intentionally. I wasn't like this big dramatic, like I'm leaving country music. I'm never going to, you know, that's, I don't know what my next project will be. I have no idea. I could, I could totally do a folk record, you know? I I don't see myself doing that on the next project, but like, certainly I'd love to have, you know, a singer songwriter, like sort of Joni Mitchell kind of vibe. That would be awesome. That'd be so fun one day. Um, but I don't, I don't want to think that far ahead. I'm focused on this project. And when we listened to it, I was like, oops, we made a rock album. And, um, so I just wanted to be honest about it, but I, I like that, it happened that way. It happened really organically and, you know, we, we did what the songs were asking for and I'm really, really happy with how it turned out and you guys are going to get to hear it on Friday. I'm so excited. Um, check out the TuneSpeak speak link in, um, the description for this and you guys can see the ticket link for the show. I'm also playing the high watt on, um, Tuesday, August 17th. I'm in Nashville with Dylan Rockoff and, um, Ian McConnell, and that's going to be really fun. So if you guys can't make it Friday, uh, check it out Tuesday. But there's lots and lots of shows. And thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you love the EP. Can't wait to hear what your favorite songs are on it. Um, And you'll be able to pre-order in the description as well. So thank you guys so much for listening. And um, I'm going to do a deep dive into song by song stuff on the next podcast. Um, And then I have another podcast episode that I'm really stoked about, but it's about a book I'm reading and it involves so much research. So I've been working on that one really hard because I want to make sure everything's like triple fact checked, but very excited for the next few episodes. We've got some special guests coming on. So stay tuned. Thank you guys so much for listening every week. Love you tons and, um, make sure you go stream. I got here by accident. All right. Bye guys. I'm Kaylee short and this is too much to say.
0: Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only.
3: Exclusions apply. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A Redwood Forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.